Hello, and welcome to SPS Unscripted, Personal Journey Episodes. These episodes aim to offer natural flowing monologues, which allow insight into our personal journeys from diagnosis, medications, stem cell transplants, interactions with medical staff, family life, but most importantly, sharing our autobiographical narrative in the hope it helps other Lindsays and M's out there living with a rare disease such as SPS. Today, we listen to Lindsay's personal journey. Good evening, beautiful souls. It's Lindsay for a few more moments by the candle in the dark. It has been somewhat of a challenging week. And with those challenges within this week, fatigue has been somewhat of a entanglement with SPS. I'm not too sure whether everyone has a chronic fatigue element that kind of becomes a partnership with SPS. That's how it feels for me that the one feeds off the other. So with fatigue, I don't just mean it's been a busy day and I'm tired. Fatigue means that breathing is the only thing that I'm capable of doing. Now for some, that might sound extreme, but honestly, the level of fatigue for me, that's exactly what it's like. Even to the point of breathing, my oxygen levels actually drop. And a little bit of at-home oxygen helps level it out. But the fatigue, it's very, very real. Now this fatigue, it can be elevated, it gains strength from physical exertion, mental exertion, emotional exertion, whether that be, um, you know, happy vibrations and laughter and excitement, as well as all of the the sadness and the fear and the negative stuff. It saps, it saps the body's energy. And this is not a fatigue that lessens through rest. It doesn't matter how much I lay down, how much I cozy up and be still. 
doesn't matter how much sleep that I have. If anything, with this fatigue, as I'm experiencing it at the moment, I cannot sleep. It's almost like my body becomes so tired. It's fighting so hard to still breathe that it just doesn't shut off. And you would think if your body feels exhausted that if you close your eyes and rest for 18 hours and sleep, (laughs) that your body would sleep and that upon waking you would feel replenished and refreshed and then eager for the day. And to be honest with you, this week, I have really had to tap in to all the things that I have been learning over the past few years of how to care for my physical self whilst this level of fatigue is taking place. To not become frightened and scared. To know that this too shall pass as we know the waxing and the wanes with SPS. It too waxes and wanes with the fatigue. I mean, there are always levels of fatigue, but I'm talking about the extreme, the extreme, deep, dark fatigue to where you're really quite unsure on whether you're going to make it to the next day. And I remember right at the beginning of my journey in 2009, this, this element, this fatigue, this chronic fatigue, it was extremely present, extremely present. And it was terrifying because I didn't know how to deal with it or even what on earth was going on with my physical self. And it wasn't just my physical self, it was my mental self. I mean, I went from being, um, you know, quite quite a sharp-minded person to not being able to find my words, not being able to think not being able to hold a conversation. I mean, mentally, not being able to do this. Like, whatever would come out of my mouth was just nonsense. My words would be all mixed up, or it wouldn't fit the sentence. It just wouldn't make sense. And then stopping in mid-sentence, and just not even remembering what my last thought was. So not only were my legs failing me through fatigue, muscle fatigue, even though the muscle strength was there, there was muscle fatigue, if that makes sense. And I remember right at the beginning, before anybody knew what was going on here, 
I remember sliding down the kitchen wall whilst my husband was ironing and crying and just mumbling the words through the sobs of if I could just sleep for a month, if you could just leave me in bed, if you could just take over everything here, keep our three babies safe and just let me rest. I know I will be fine. I know I will. I just need rest. And God bless my husband. He contacted his work, who were amazing, by the way. And he said, please, I need to take this month for my wife. And they were so understanding. And they were so loving towards him that they gave him that month. And I slept and I rested. And I slept and I rested. But it made no difference. The fatigue didn't lift, it didn't lessen. If anything, it got worse. And it's funny that Em and I have been briefly touching upon um, fatigue this week, not because it's anything new to us, but because different life circumstances have been, you know, intense this week and that in itself feeds the fatigue which feeds the SPS and I say we've only briefly discussed and chatted because I've not been able to hold those conversations of voice notes that we generally send back and forward every day and we pick up as of when you know uh, we're feeling strong enough to do so or that you know particularly for me that I'm able to tolerate the sound but I have just not had the capability within my lungs and my throat to be able to send a voice note We've not even recorded this week for our podcast. Um, it was scheduled for today. But Emma turned around and said at the beginning of the week, she said, I am making an executive decision. No recording this week, Lindsay. I need to take care of you like you take care of me. And she's absolutely right, because I would have pushed. And you probably would have heard me gasping on the other side, you know, drawing for breath. It would not have made easy listening. But this evening, as the power in my lungs started to return, I thought, let's do something of service. 
Let's do something that I can say this week I have done something of value that will help someone else. So the whole point of sharing this with you is to connect, is to say to you, if you are feeling the overwhelm, the fear, the intensity, the darkness of chronic fatigue, that this too shall pass, just like the waves on the sea, the ups and the downs. And there are ways of making it a little easier to bear whilst you're in those spells. So, back in 2009, I had no idea how to deal with this fatigue. For many years, I had no idea how to deal with this fatigue. It just terrified me. And living in fear, it doesn't serve. It doesn't serve the individual. It doesn't serve those around them. It doesn't serve the SPS. It just keeps on feeding it. But when you don't know how, when you're lost in that darkness of exhaustion, of not knowing whether you can pull for the next breath. I remember I got to the point where I was living off a liquid diet. I couldn't pick up a fork. The fatigue was so strong. So my husband would feed me, but then I couldn't chew the food. I remember fighting for independence so he used to cook me um the, you know like a baby food children's food or, um chicken nuggets and smiley faces finger food food I could pick up and feed myself that was before I became vegetarian again <laughs> that's another story but I couldn't do that chewing, digesting, it was just taking so much energy. I remember it got to a point where I was drinking rusks through a straw and then even trying to consume enough fluid became, became too much. I ended up jaundice deeply dehydrated and my organs were just they were just not working properly it was a dark dark time all because I didn't know how to manage the fatigue I had no idea and when people say to you about pacing and maybe for some people that helps um, and the get program and that kind of thing but for me, it made it worse. Particularly where they say about exercise and physio, physio made it worse. A million times worse. Not just the fatigue, 
but the SPS do. But exercise is something that we'll discuss in a, in a podcast, um, M and I together. Um, but but I'm talking about physio. Um, I remember when it got to the point where St. David's Hospice were working with myself and my little family. And with them, they were in partnership with uh, a beautiful lady who used to come to our home. And she would come and sit upon the bed with me and try and do physio from home because it got to the point where I, I couldn't even make it to, um, you know, out in the community physio. And I remember her sitting there with her head in her hand saying, I just don't know how to help you. I want to help you. I want to be able to support you. But I don't know how to help you. Because everything I do is just making you worse. But you know what a beautiful soul that lady was. Because she connected with me as a human being. She listened to me. She understood me. She could see me as Lindsay. She could see me as a woman. She could see me as a mum. She could see me as a wife. And my progress to her was important. Trying to help me was important. But unfortunately, it just didn't suit me, my body, the SPS that runs through my body. So where am I going with all of this? It all sounds rather bleak, doesn't it? But I promise you it's not. On reflecting over these past few years, figuring out what I've been doing, how I've been living, how I look upon SPS. And for the longest of time, it felt like I was fighting against a ghost. And with the fatigue, that's what I did. I fought against it. I will not quit. You will not take me down. You will not win. I am a mum. I am me. I need to take care of my children. You're not taking me away from them. You're not taking me down. And I would fight and fight and fight that fatigue, and the more I fought it, the worse I got. Now, I'm not saying you roll over and go, okay, I give up, I'm done. That's not what I mean at all. What I am saying to you is, listen to your body. Listen. It will tell you what it needs. Now within that listening, hydration is so important. Keeping your electrolytes stable is so important. Eating nutritious food is so important. But that is something that I will touch upon another time too. Because how do you Make sure you're eating a nutritious diet when you're just too exhausted, fatigued, 
chronically fatigued to be able to prepare that food, to be able to meet your own needs, to be able to take care of yourself. Because if you're anything like me, you will be fighting for your independence. You will not want people doing things for you. There is something that I am still working on now, asking for help. But one step at a time, (laughs) baby steps. So what have I learnt over the past few years on how to deal with this chronic fatigue? Again, instead of fighting against it, like I was doing with the SPS. If you notice when I speak of SPS, I have learned to walk alongside it. Harmony, live in harmony. Give it a nod. Say, good morning, sir. How are you? (laughs) I see you're there. That's okay. Now I'm going to do me. (laughs) I'm going to do the Lindsay part of me. SPS, that's fine, you're there. But I'm concentrating on Lindsay right now, not you. And that's the way that I am doing my best to approach the fatigue, is to nod and say, okay, you're there. I acknowledge you. I accept that you're there right now. This intensity is huge. So, okay, you've got the dance floor right now, but that's all right, because I also have tools in my pocket that I can use. (laughs) I got a pair of dancing shoes in there myself. I can take the floor too. Hypothetically speaking, of course. (laughs) So what I am saying is, I walk alongside chronic fatigue. I respect it. I allow that it needs its time to do its thing. And with that, I take time to rest during the intensity of chronic fatigue. There is nothing but rest that I can do. But whilst I am resting, my heart is not in a place of fear. It is in a place of calm. It is in a place of love. Is in a place, can I say joy, in the respect that I know that my body knows what to do, that it will carry on with its healing, with its functioning, and eventually the intensity of a chronic fatigue flare will pass to have trust, to have faith that my body knows what to do. That with that calmness and that love and the light that I radiate through my body, that is giving the body encouragement. It is giving it stability. It is giving it balance to heal through a chronic fatigue flare. 
Now, I am not saying that by the end of a, a fatigue flare that, that all is well completely and I am dancing around. <laughs> what I'm saying to you is, once through the worst of it, I am able to sit up again. I am able to speak to you for a little while. I am able to breathe. And I am able to know that I, Lindsay, I'm the one on the dance floor now, <laughs> tip-tap in my shoes. What I did struggle with this week was the fact that I didn't have the strength to pick up a pen, to hold a pen, to be able to do any writing. That I wasn't able to read because my brain was too fatigued to even take in a few words. I didn't have the strength to hold the weight of the book. And above all, what got to me most was that I was not able to talk fully, to concentrate, to be able to exchange words with my husband and with my eldest daughter that I needed to be cocooned in my room in the silence. So no, no reading, I'm a bookworm. <laughs> Um, so no reading, uh, it, it, it doesn't put me in a good place. I love to read, I love to learn. I love to fall into a book and, and become part of another world through someone else's imagination of, of what they've created and the characters. And then writing, writing is who I am. And that is something that I have been struggling with for many months, not being able to write. Some reasons from fatigue, others from SPS, and others for, for reasons I can't even make sense to myself because writing is my happy place. So when you're not being able to do the things that you love, what do you then do? And quite honestly, through the fatigue, I place my hand on my heart. I breathe as best as I can. Because even breathing exercises when you're that fatigued becomes impossible. And I, will, I allow a light just to, to drift through me. I listen to meditations, very selective during fatigue spells. I mean, these chronic fatigue spells. But when you can, sorry, <laughs> the, um, the light on the phone went. 
when you can find pieces that you um, connect with, they are the pieces that will carry you through. So during these times, rest my friends, <laughs> truly rest, drink lots of filtered water, nutritious foods, breathe gently, fully if you can, listen to music that settles your heart and brings you joy. I like cozy jazz, classical, all gentle though, nothing too like crazy and busy. Meditations. Even if you can tolerate sound with regards to just listening to um, gentle podcasts, conversation with people that that feed your soul, that lift your heart, to allow time to pass. And I think from this, even sat talking here now, knowing your limits, because for me, my, my chest is now pushing in, my palms are starting to sweat, and my body is saying, Okay, Lindsay, you've done well. You've spoken for a while. It's time. It's time to rest now. So honour your body. Listen. Listen to your body. And don't fight. Don't fight it. Learn to walk alongside it. And as you respect it, it will respect you. And hopefully, the intensity of the fatigue will remain much more manageable and less scary. That's my hope. That's my hope for sharing this with you because this wasn't easy this evening. So I am going to rest. I am going to honour my body. I'm going to settle down these shakes that I've got going on. <laughs> Have a nice glass of water. I'm going to pop in my earphones. Listen to my meditation music. And drift off to sleep. So dear souls, I am sending you so much love and healing hugs. Lindsay. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We would love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, SPS Unscripted Podcast. If you would prefer to DM us privately, then do so with the Facebook Messenger app. We're also over on Instagram, SPS Unscripted Podcast One, all one word. A gentle reminder, we are not medical professionals. 
This content is reflective of personal journeys where we follow advice from our medical teams and we strongly advise that you always consult your medical professional for advice.